Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. The clinic is open. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic. I'm Paul Cronforst with Aaron Kowal, your host today. Aaron, good to have you back on the show first off. Great to be back. It's been a little while, but I'm thrilled to be here. Well, uh, technically, we hear you every week because of the boss segment. Right. Now, we're going to do that today, but a little twist on the show. Yes, Aaron, sir. We are live, first off, so we can take questions and calls. We have a guest. We'd like to welcome back from Horicon Bank, Chris Behrens, to the show. Chris has been on before. Chris, good morning. Morning, Paul. Good to have you back on the program. And uh, just a little background on, on both Horicon Bank and the Kowal Investment Group. If you have questions, now is the time to call in. The Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line will be open the entire hour at 414-799-1130. We're going to have some fun today with some horror stories. Yes. Your dad talked to me this week, Jeff and I. We were talking about the plan for the show. Yeah. He goes, you, you, can have, you like horror stories, Paul. You always like hearing worst case scenarios. Absolutely. Today's the day. Yeah, today's the day. So Chris uh, is a corporate trustee with, with Horicon Bank. He's also one of the just the best people that I know that's in the business. Um, and, and and he's got a lot of stories. I feel that people learn uh, through stories. Uh, you know, we could say all the pros and cons lists and hear the rules, hear the facts, and I think a lot of people's eyes would glaze over. Um, and, and so... I, I like to learn through stories. I'm a visual learner. I like stories. Um, and, and Chris has some. He's got years and decades and decades of, <laughs> of experience. experience. Of experience. Yeah. He's well-seasoned. He is. He is. He doesn't look it, but he is. Uh, no, <laughs> but he um, is just a great resource for, for us, for our clients. Um, so I guess, Chris, I'm going to throw it to you right away. Just kind of a lot of people don't know what you do, what a corporate trustee is, why it's important. So why don't you just kind of introduce yourself a little bit, your experience, um, Horicon Bank, um, you know, and, and just you know, start off a little bit that way. Thanks, Aaron. Um, so I've been with Horicon Bank for a couple of years now, but been in the business, the trust business, for a little over 25 years. And, um, you know, it's uh, through that, through all that time in the business, um, you know, you just you come across a lot of situations in a lot of ways that uh, we try to help people. Um, you know, uh, at Horicon Bank, you know, we're we're you know from Beaver Dam to West Bend, um, and as far north as Appleton, we're primarily in Dodge, Fond du Lac uh, counties. But um, you know, at Horicon Bank, we've put the strength of the bank behind what we term now an independent trustee, and as an independent corporate trustee. Um, we do not manage the assets of the trust, so we like to partner with Kowal to do that. Um, so you're the trustee for the trust, uh, and you and, and so what do you do in that capacity for, for, for people? So as a corporate trustee, our main goal always um, is to make sure that people's last wishes get carried out. Uh, you know, they've put forth a lot of documents, which is their power of attorney, their will, their trust, and they've set forth and said, this is how... Um, we want our assets to be carried out and who we'd like to have that property. Um, and so our goal and wish in all of that is just to make sure that it gets to the proper individual and in the proper way. But there's never any discre- uh, discrepancies or because uh, it says in the trust what, what has to happen. So that, that you shouldn't have anything to do, right? Oh, I know where we're headed. <laughs> Well, uh, an interesting part of that is, um, you know, it says, it always says the tangible property should go to my children. 
Um, but if there's a lot of tangible property, the question is how yeah. and who gets what. So if we're talking, if we take questions, estate planning, kind of tr- trust, wills, would that be a part of it sure. too? Sure, uh, I know there's a big difference between a will and a trust. Some people don't understand it. In fact, I, there's a stat out there about how many Americans have a proper estate plan. I think it's two-thirds don't. Does that sound right? Right. Right. So 30% of us are prepared. Right. 70% are not. That's right. not good. Right. Not good. Not good. But yeah, the primary difference uh, being that the trust is private. Um, no one will see it, whereas the will um, will be, um, you know, people have access to that through the court system. So, you know, you talk about like tangible property and, and things. So, like, my, you know, my parents who are updating theirs, and I'm, you know, we're, I mean, I'm insisting that, and they are going, you know, to have you as their, their trustee taking me off. I, you know, I figure, you know, I say, hey, I'm in the business. I know this stuff. Well, you know, I want to avoid any conflicts with my brother. Um, you know, tangible. They they live on a lake. They have a, a pontoon. My brother lives in Arizona, so he might say, "Hey, I want that pontoon boat, <laughs> you know, for my for my life in Arizona." Right. <laughs> you know, but it might just say you know property unless it's spelled out. So there could be you know uh, there could be. Uh, and he, he wouldn't, by, by oh, the way. I, I was just going to say, your family is so close in Aaron, yeah. uh, but you're making a valid point, and that yeah. is no matter how close and tight and loving your family is, things change after the passing of mom or dad, and you never know what's going to happen. Well, but he, dad told me that he said this. Was, dad told me this, but if it's not, it's in, not writing, in writing. right? And that's yeah. where things can get ugly, and you hate to see families... Uh, fall apart because of that. Absolutely. And, you know, some of the uh, biggest arguments that uh, families have are over tangible items and not over, it's it's not over the monetary issue. It's the sentimental value. Like a boat. Uh, could be a boat. In some cases, it's much smaller than that. Could be a screwdriver. No really? kidding. I've seen. Yeah. Because it's smaller, sen- I was thinking jewelry, but I mean, no. even screw- but you're talking about sentimental things. Uh, in my family, my grandfather was a huge hunter and trap shooter, so guns. He had a gun collection, quite a sizable one. Yeah, and it was just assumed it was going to us. Well, you know, eventually, yes, we got we got it. Uh, but it was discussions with a sister that lived in Arizona. Well, wait a minute, I'm I'm the daughter. Right, she doesn't want the guns. Right, she never even touched a gun, but the value. Right. Uh, but but you think everything is set. You never even. Nobody wants to think about death. I guess is my point. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So the yeah the a lot of the conversations I have with people are to have a conversation with their families now, um, and maybe even give them the items that they want now. If you don't, if the family doesn't want them, um, it, or you know, make sure there's a good schedule and a list. And with uh, iPhones today, you can take a picture of the item and say, you know, attach right to that item and say this item goes to this individual. Ooh, document it. Document it and then ha- make sure you sign it and date it. That, that's great advice. And what, Aaron, I mean, what we're talking about here when I said nobody likes talking about death, do you yeah. think that's why most Americans don't have an estate plan? <laughs> yeah. I, they, they don't think hey, – we, we all have – Especially younger folks have this. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to die. You know that, that's never going to happen. I think my, you know, my 93 uh, year old grandmother in law, you know, still has that attitude. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry about that's that. That's why she's still going strong. Probably. Yes, I know, right? But you know? there is a fact of life, and that's we're all going to pass someday. Right, and so and it's just uncomfortable. I mean, people, well, they say that people fear public speaking more, or public speaking and then death are the two biggest fears. Oh, see, you know, I don't, I don't mind public speaking at all. I, I, oh, you're I, so shy, Paul. I thought you'd be terrified of it. <laughs> I actually embrace it. I, I like being up there. It's fun. But you're right. People have 
uh, in our speech class. I was a communications major. Yeah. But what did the teacher tell us? You hear this all the time. If you have any fears when you're up in front of the class, think of everybody sitting there in their underwear. Yeah. And you will kind of laugh to yourself. You'll get a little chuckle and you'll feel more confident. I tried that and it worked. <laughs> really? Yeah. I actually started asking out some of the girls in the class. <laughs> and that's how you met your wife. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a different story. Right. But uh, so if we fear something like death, we don't want to talk about right. it. So we don't have a it's will. We don't have thing. a trust. Yeah, because yeah. it's awkward. Yeah. But if we address it and get it done, don't you have peace of mind? Don't you feel better? You, you do feel better. And I would say the one thing that I always uh, uh, am humored by somewhat is when I'm meeting with people and they say, if I die. Oh. <laughs> do you actually correct them? No. <laughs> if I die. If it's, I die. It's when I die. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you don't want to address that. That's uncomfortable. Right. right. Nobody wants to talk about it. But my thought is if you get that done, that trust and will, you'll, you'll sleep better. You'll have peace of mind knowing that if you don't wake up in the morning, things, your, your, they all say, your, are your affairs in order? Well, right. Your right. fears are in order. Right. So what could go wrong? I mean, I don't know if you have any stories or anything that you want, you know, want to talk about. But I mean, what, what could go wrong? Well, uh, you know, being part of Horicon Bank and just, uh, you know, a lot of trust companies that I've been with over the years, I've been in the bank environment um, often. And so through the branch network, you often hear of um, people, um, once one spouse passes, the other spouse will title a lot of accounts jointly with a child. Mm. Um, and so what they don't realize is by doing, uh, titling that account jointly, that overrides some of the work they've done with their estate plan with their will and their trust, because that money will go directly to that child. Um, and some of the horror stories are, you know, a, a lady that uh, said, well, I'm going to put my daughter on here jointly with me, and she'll do the right thing, was kind of her message. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, a substantial about, amount of money, and she, uh, you know, she passed, and then the daughter ended up keeping all the money, and so there was a big fight between her and her siblings as to who was entitled to that money. So when she wow. said she'll do the right thing, meaning she'll know how to, to dole it out, they'll Correct. split it up and they'll have a nice, pleasant conversation and life will be happy. Right. And it didn't turn out that way. Didn't. And the, you know, the attorney that was working with her said, you know, is she legally right? She is. Am I morally conflicted? I am. Wow. Uh, get this stuff done before... You die because, they're, like you said, it's not a, it's not if, it's when. Uh, you've got more horror stories, I know. Oh, sure. Uh, because we that's what we, that's how you learn from yeah. others making mistakes, right. right? We learn from mistakes. We should learn from mistakes, Aaron. Right? Yeah. You know, it, we we hope, right? Yeah. <laughs> we hope we learn from mistakes, and you know, and, and hopefully, you know, unfortunately, bad things happen, but maybe learning from from misfortunes or from there's some success stories that that Chris has. You know, as well that we've 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 talked about recently and things too. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a a lot that needs to be uh, done. And I don't know if you want to share anything anymore, what to watch out for, or something that you've got in your mind, Chris. I'll uh, I'll maybe start with you know what's the reason for having a corporate trustee. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will name family members um, as their successor trustee, as their personal representative. I think it's a good uh, habit just to have a corporate trustee in every document. Um, because the one thing about a corporate trustee is um, we're not mortal, so that entity will always be around. And you are a corporate trustee at Horicon Bank. Correct. Got it. Correct. Um, so the entity will always be there uh, in some way, shape, or form, but the you know individuals, if you, a lot of times people will name their siblings, 
well, if their siblings are the same age as them or close to and they're aging, now who do they turn to? A lot of what we're seeing today is uh, either people that don't have any um, children um, or they don't have any children nearby. A lot of people are, a lot of children are mobile these days. Yeah. So we have a lot of people in the area that, um, you know, their children are, you know, on the East Coast and the West Coast, and they're here and they need a help and assistance paying bills and someone to help oversee their investments as they're um, aging. They're starting to lose capacity. So they need someone to work with them. Um, you know, and, and that all comes into and what factors into all of that is now you get into situations where, now you've got in-home care, and you've got someone uh, in the house assisting them. But as a corporate trustee, that brings our antenna, that raises our level of attentiveness uh, much stronger because we're, we start worrying about undue influence. Mm. Mm, um, that's interesting. And you brought up your family before, Aaron. And Jeff isn't here, so we have to be nice. We can't talk about <laughs> Jeff like, like he needs in-home oh, care or anything. Please. No. However... Uh, your brother lives out of state. He yeah. moved away. but And there's two kids in the family, you and your brother Adam. But you live up here. Yeah. Uh, that's just an example. Many families are like that. Yeah. They're split up. And, and you know, and the other sibling, you know, if if there's uh, care that needs to be provided, a lot of times the siblings will do it. And, and one, you know, siblings that are you know, out of town a lot of times feel you know, don't see all the work that goes into it. Uh, into taking care of mom and dad, you know, not I'm not taking care of mom and dad, but yeah. um, you know, but but you know, the other siblings don't see that. So then, when, when something happens, uh, you know, what's equal is not always fair, right? You know, so sometimes you'd be like, hey, well, I took care of mom for ten years. Now it's your. I should get a little more. Or that, something, well, you know? that's a good point, Eric. Yeah, we'll talk more about this. In fact, Chris Barons is with us the entire hour on the retirement clinic. He's a corporate trustee He's with Horicon Bank, and we'll give out his contact info throughout the show as well. And Aaron Kowal, your host today for the retirement clinic on WISN and also WIBA in Madison. If you've got questions, trust. We're talking about wills, estate planning, having your affairs in order. If you've got a retiring question for Aaron Kowal, give us a call. The Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open right now. 414-799-1130. We'll be right back. Right, we are back, and this music means it's time for the Boss Minute. Here's a twist. Typically, Aaron Kowal does the Boss segment when Jeff Kowal is the host of the show. But Aaron, since you're hosting the program today, and our guest, Chris Barron's from Horicon Bank, he's a corporate trustee. We're going to hand off the duties to Chris. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I said, hey, I paid a play. You got to do that. No. Uh, but but uh, I like to get different perspectives because every week I do the Boss segment, you know, I know what I know, um, and sometimes I want to get a different perspective uh, on someone that might look at something a little bit dif- differently, um, know something a little bit better than than, the, or in Chris's case, a lot better than I do, um, and, and get an idea, you know, for for what's what's going on there. So, and by way of background, boss, an acronym for business owner savings and security. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, so. Many times those guys don't have a retirement or any plan; they're just kind of it's their relying business. on their business. Yeah, yeah. And I think so, that's very common. You know, and sometimes, yeah, well, it it, it is, and sometimes the, the they only worry about their business. It's kind of like the what the cobbler's kid has no shoes, you know, thing. They worry about their business. Oh, Mike, we'll be fine. My family will be fine. I don't need to worry about this. They'll have the business. Well, sometimes, you know, 
is a, a drastic example, but they might be like Blockbuster and Netflix will take them out. There might be evolution, uh, disruption in your industry. Your business might not be able to sustain. That's true. You'd be blindsided by it and not prepared. Right. So we want to make sure that we uh, address that. So boss segment today, uh, I want to invite Chris to to uh, to address it. We're going to talk about some buy-sell uh, agreement issues, which I know is going on out there right now. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the... Uh, one, there's one situation in particular that always comes to mind when I think of uh, and hear of buy-sell agreements. First of all, just encourage all business owners out there to have those reviewed or have them in place um, because too often, you know, as we just talked about, time gets away on people and they don't have them uh, properly executed or in the example I have, um, it was uh, outdated. So um, two partners had an old agreement um, with an outdated formula or assigned value of the partnership. Um, at the same time, one partner was looking to get bought out by the other partner who was in the middle of a divorce. So as you can imagine, the one partner wants maximum value and the other partner wants minimum value. <laughs> so Wow. And divorce is all too common right. in this country. 50%, right? We also right, that. 50%. So uh, that threw a monkey wrench into the... Process. Yes. So they, you know, they they continued to work through it. And so it was, uh, you know, just a constant um, discussion between them. But, you know, of course, attorneys get involved and, um, you know, well, they make things easier, though, right? Uh, they, <laughs> they can. They, they'll definitely guide the process or tell you what the you know legal ramifications are. But, you know, there, there's a risk of, you know, in the case of the divorce, there's a risk of, you know, that information getting out um, yet. You know, you've got a seller who wants maximum value, so he's not going to walk away from the table for just the old dated formula. So, what do you do? Do you do you um, find somewhere in the middle? Do you hold off on doing anything? Do you try to convince him to fix his marriage? Yeah, you know, in, in that case, it was uh, you know you had to you had to find some way to uh, structure to get maximum value because you know if it's ever if it ever gets looked at um, for a valuation. You know, you've got to be something close to, uh, you know, uh, to what's uh, consistent and well, and honestly, what the seller would accept. Yeah. So it can't just be some made up, you know, made up number to try to get it no. get through to try no. to. No. There are there are there are eyes watching. Yeah. Uh, if you're just joining us, Chris Barron's our guest with Horicon Bank. He's a corporate trustee out of but, Pewaukee. But Chris, yes, I want to make make note of that. Your office is in Pewaukee. Right, Pewaukee area. It's uh, you know a Waukesha address, but we're right uh, off the I ninety four by Thunder Bay. I think you walked to my office. I could walk to your <laughs> office. Well, speaking of that, let's talk about the Kowal Investment Group because you've added the Racine location recently. Aaron, mm-hmm. you are uh, your world headquarters, as Jeff says, is in Waukesha. Intergalactic headquarters, right? Yeah, intergalactic. That's even better. Yeah. So you're in Waukesha. In addition, yeah. Port Washington, in Madison, in the Middleton office. Yeah. Uh, Racine, as we mentioned earlier, and the best way is, I mean, you can call and, there, and Phoenix too. So Arizona, yes, and that's I, I will happily go meet with someone down there. <laughs> well, quite honestly, a lot of snowbirds, right, yeah. are headed down there. Yeah. Um, so Phoenix, Arizona, as well. The Kowalway.com is the website. In addition, you're all over social media. Your dad and I always forget to mention things like that. So now that you're on, Aaron, what's your Twitter handle? 
Uh, at Kowal. Are you testing me? Are you seeing if I know? Yeah, it's yeah. at Kowal, K-O-W-A-L underscore invest. Uh, so there you go. On Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and of course, the Kowalway.com. Yep, yep. We're putting we're, we're putting content out there too. Um, you know, so it's not just you know follow us for the sake of following us. We we put a lot of a lot of information on there, writing blogs. Uh, on a regular basis, stuff on Secure Act is is out there. Um, you know what's going on in 2020. Questions that people are having. What we we get together uh, as a group of advisors uh, on a weekly basis, and we we kind of say, well, what are people talking about? What are our clients t- asking us about? You know, it's kind of a good barometer on you know on, on what's what people are concerned about. I don't really believe a whole, you know, whole lot like well of what media or whatever is pounding on, you know, is what what we're getting asked by our clients, I think, are, are, are is a good representation of what concerns are. So real life. <laughs> yeah, real life stuff. And so that then that helps drive uh, and some of it may coincide. You know, uh, we did, I think we did one on coronavirus. Uh, we did one on Secure Act, other other topics. So then that kind of drives content that we're, we're producing. So we, we put a lot of good stuff, especially on uh, LinkedIn and on, on Facebook as and, well. And there's one other media outlet. That is the market updates that are done in both WISN and WIBA. Those are one minute in length, but they're done every day by you guys. Yeah. It's a recap of the market. And we've yeah, been seeing some, day, three... some strong gains lately. We have. Yeah, it's been doing all right. So, yeah, so listen for us, uh, you know, listen, listen for us everywhere. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're out there. We, you know, our goal, you know, our, our, our company's purpose is to see to it that others do well. So if we put out a uh, article that uh, or a blog that helps someone, you know, um, we're, that, you know, we're, we're doing our job, uh, you know, even if we don't know them and they and they find value in it. That's why we're, we're doing what we're doing. Uh, with uh, Chris Barron's here in studio, we talked about some horror stu- stories, not not for entertainment, although that's part of it. But <laughs> you got to drive ratings, Paul. We want to we want to learn from these. All right? right. So as we discuss trust and wills and estate planning, maybe probate. What is probate? What does that mean? If you've got a question, feel free to join us. On the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line seven nine nine eleven thirty, Chris, so, it's, I want to tur- I, I want to hear some more of these well, too. Yeah, and and so, but I I love working with 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 Chris, really easy to work with, um, and uh, but I, I really want to also hear from some of the value that you provide and some of the su- maybe success stories that maybe would have been not so successful if you didn't get involved. And, and you know, I, I've given you the opportunity, you know, toot your own horn here too. Oh, I also want to get your contact information if anyone wants to call you directly. Um, you know, as well. So we'll start there. Start. Let's get your phone number, and then um, we'll, I want to hear some some good stories. Phone number two six two eight zero eight And as far as uh, success stories, you know, one of uh, one of the best phrases I can come up with for um, our industry and what we do is I call ourselves I call us the holiday clause um, because <laughs> we save a lot of holidays for families. Oh. Um, and, and in one case in particular, there was a daughter who was co-trustee with us, and we had a trust for each of her brothers. It said that uh, each of her brothers could use the trust to start a business, and uh, so they uh, put together a half-page business plan, presented that to their sister, and uh, their sister said, I think it's a wonderful idea. Call Chris. She hung up the phone with them, called me, and said, Chris, we're not doing it. So let you be the bad guy. We are the bad guy. Um, And so at Thanksgiving that year, why I call it the holiday clause at Thanksgiving that year, she said, I told Chris he should have done it. (laughs) 
So uh, we say we do save a lot of holidays in, in that aspect. So um, you know we don't, uh, and and they're never the wiser because I mean that is the role we play. Um, in so, in other cases, uh, we had you know some these will be a mix of horror stories and success stories. But um, we had an uncle. I got a call from an attorney. An uncle was trustee over a trust for his children, um, but also for his nieces and nephews. And for a period of many years, he was only paying out money to his children. Mm. And so they asked us to get involved, um, and that was going to involve doing a historical forensic accounting because it was uh, very egregious. Um, so that's a that's a horror story. So, you know, uh, I but just, if you were the trustee. You just do what the trust says. That's exactly right. Uh, and, and and how much does the forensic accounting cost? And any other penalties or taxes or anything like right, that? Right, right. And that's you know that's just a cost that gets assessed against the trust. Hey, speaking of trust, do you mind taking a question or two on trusts? We opened up phone lines a while ago and said trusts, wills, estate plans. Aaron Kowal, your host of the Retirement Clinic, but our guest is Chris Barons with Horicon Bank. He's a corporate trustee. Let's sneak in a call or two. I understand we're doing the sexy segment. Yes, sir. Okay, and are we going to make Chris work there, too? Yeah, put him to work, (laughs) right? Awesome. He's a great resource. (laughs) Let's get to Brookfield and welcome Kurt to the Retirement Clinic here on WISN and WIBA. Kurt, good morning. Good morning, guys. Morning, Um, Kurt. I I have an observation and and then a question. My observation is I've been involved in a couple of trusts uh, from my parents and also my in-laws, and uh, one of the important things is how the banking accounts are titled, um, I found that it's a lot easier if the, the trustees are listed on these banking accounts um, before the grantors died. Otherwise, it's, it just makes it a little bit more complicated after you start going through the processing. And um, the question I have is, when people are specified in a trust as to what they are supposed to inherit, once the grantor dies and they disagree with what the trustee wants to do following the trust, does that become... Can that become a legal issue? I mean, if somebody is specified to receive X amount of money and they think that they're entitled to a lot more money, um, can that, is that just a, that can be handled as a private issue? Am I not correct? That's correct. Uh, it can be a private issue, but, you know, often, you know, beneficiaries always have the option to, you know, seek legal counsel. Um, but if you're talking about a specific bequest and a specific dollar amount, um, it's my guess that that would be honored, um, even though they uh, believe they're maybe entitled to more. Um, you know, that's uh, oftentimes you'll see, you know, some type of a statement to accompany that if you're either disinheriting a child or you're lowering an amount that a child can will receive. All right, right. Now, what about his comment when he first came on? He had a comment about, yeah, yeah. Can you address that? Uh, so titling the bank accounts, I do see that, uh, you know, in terms of, if it is still a grantor trust, so still a revocable trust, um, it's fine to title the account in the individual's name. Um, and then, you know, usually what I might suggest is do a payable on death to the trust, add okay. that to the bank account. And, and right. again, this is all in writing and that's why we do it. Right. right. The whole meaning. Kurt, does that help? Yeah, it helps. The other comment I'd like to make is that now in the age of of um, everything is electronic, so if you know the passwords and user IDs and everything to, you know, if it's your parents' trust, for instance, um, you know, 
a lot of that stuff can be done done behind the scenes, and nobody really knows what's going on. So, um, well, let's get some thoughts on that. What, Chris? What What is the right way to do it? Because he makes a good point. Everything is. Yeah, it's a, and it's a big. It's a very. Uh, I'll say a, a hot topic in the industry right now. Um, so we're talking about digital assets. Yeah. Um, and so people want to update all of their documents to make sure that digital assets are addressed. Um, and even with that, you know, it's gone back and forth with, um, I was just reading uh, articles this week about, um, you know, digital assets like your Facebook account and other things. You know, it, you may have it all buttoned down with your documents, but it may or may not be honored by the provider. I know, like some like Facebook, they have a, a feature. I'm off Facebook now, personally, just because whatever. But um, I spent too much. Well, it was spending too much time. Wasting like, time. Was like, yeah, yeah, I was like, man, I, I get sucked I could into go it. Do like, something else. Exactly. You know? That's why. Um, and but I know, like Facebook has a thing where you can say, if I die, this you know, this is what who can I have access. But what about like you know, because you know, we bought a bunch of movies and stuff on you know on iTunes, uh, music. Um, you know, I, I bought you know, Kindle books, things like that. You gotta address some of that stuff too. Yeah, you've got to. Uh, you know, the passwords have to be uh, passed along. You know, in some cases, there's sharing by the family members. Um, you know, and a lot of people are receiving their bank statements and other things via their computer that or an app. You're right about right. that. Uh, for instance, my 401k plan. I'm the only one that knows my password and login. Should I be sharing that with my wife? And then should that be a part of my trust? I, I, I would say you definitely want to include it in your documents that that person has the ability to have access to, to your should digital be, assets. Should be cursing me the day I pass. <laughs> well, 401k would be a little bit different, though, because that passed through beneficiary designation anyway. So all she would really need is a death certificate. Um, to have access if, if to you it. die. Yeah. It's, if, <laughs> you if, die. If, if you die. If you die. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you for calling, Kurt. Very good questions on on a trust. And joining us, Chris Behrens from HorrorCon Bank. He's a corporate trustee. Aaron Kowal, host of the Retirement Clinic, WISN and WIBA. Let's get to Judy calling from Hales Corners. Hi, Judy. Judy. Good morning. Hello, good morning. I Actually, I have called in the past a couple of times, and thank you for your information. Today, what I'm thinking is a good idea is to put our Roth IRAs into our grandchildren's name. You know, we have um, enough different Roths that we could do one for each, and then it's problem solved. Um, well, you don't necessarily want to change the titling on that, because uh, when, you, when you change the titling on a Roth IRA to be in your grandkids' names, um, it comes out of the Roth, then it would all it wouldn't be a Roth anymore. Um, so you would lose benefits from uh, tax-free growth on that. Uh, so would your your kids. So people say, you know, we get questions like that. Um, it, it, it's like, well, you know, we, we own everything jointly. We want our IRAs to be joint and, and our Roth IRAs to be joint. It's like, well, it comes with a joint account, and that's all taxable if it's in an IRA. Defeats the purpose of having that. So, right. Def- totally defeats the purpose. So what, what I, I'd recommend doing, and obviously without the full knowledge of your whole financial situation, is to make them the beneficiaries um, on, on that or, or the contingent beneficiaries on the Roth IRAs because if you just put it in their name, um, and, and depending on their ages, too, they might be minors. But um, And Judy, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, she would accomplish the same thing by doing that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they would, if you just change it now, it would become, um, it would not be a Roth IRA anymore. There would be no tax-free growth on that anymore. Um, plus, um, they would have access and could spend it all right away uh, anyways. 
Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried about the spending part, but I yeah. think your advice is good to let it keep growing tax-free because then they would get it. Right. Even if it's and that's that's why you got the Roth yeah. to begin with, right? Yeah. And yeah. then with the yeah. Secure Act, you know, it used to be able to they used to be able to continue to defer that tax-free growth, you know, forever, but now it's Secure Act they'll have 10 years to get it out of the the Roth. So, um right. instead of forever. <laughs> hey, just in general, as long as I got both experts here, sure. if you want to leave money to your kids or your grandchildren, you can spell that out and specify how much they get and at what age, correct, Chris? Correct. I think that's huge. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I've got, uh, I address it somewhat in the sexy segment. Which is next. So, um, but yeah, there's, uh, there there are a number of ways to uh, leave it. And, you know, the, I mean, the other thing that uh, doesn't get talked about enough are special needs trusts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's been, a, seems to be, a, have been a spike in, in those types of trusts, maybe just due to awareness, mm-hmm. um, but those have special provisions for people receiving benefits from disability benefits. You just teed up the sexy segment that's coming up after the break on WISN and WIBA. You are listening to the Retirement Clinic with Aaron Kowal, your host from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Our guest, Chris Burns from Horicon Bank. Yes, he picked out all Queen bumper music, my favorite. And if you haven't yes. seen Bohemian Rhapsody, Yet, you awesome. really need to. Missing out. Made a mistake. I didn't see. Have you seen the uh, Elton John Rocket Man? No. I it doesn't interest me. No, I'm not a huge Elton John fan. I know. I saw the trailer. His music. Like, eh, I mean, maybe maybe I'm missing out and I should see it, but Bohemian Rhapsody is a great movie. Yeah, it is. It's so good. So enjoy the Queen music. We'll be right back right. with the sexy segment after this. Sexy segment. It's upon us. And Aaron, I'm going to let you set up this segment because we have a guest who's going to perform this for us today. Chris Ferens from Horicon Bank. He's a corporate trustee. Aaron, by way of background, we do this every week for a reason. Yes. Yeah, we do it for a reason because the, the, the uh, sexy segment is, well, the show's for everybody. The sexy segment really focuses on, on issues that people that are common to people with a million dollars or more uh, in retirement assets. Uh, and, and so... Because uh, a lot of times there's different issues, right? There's different issues at different stages in life. There's different issues at different uh, asset levels. So um, I, you know, I asked Chris because a lot of you know what he does, he's, you know, the, or with people with with significant uh, you know assets. And so I wanted to to ask Chris to if he's got anything special up his sleeve uh, to discuss with us on the the the, se- the sexy segment today. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, I think what I see more of uh, than anything else are just some trends in the industry. And, uh, you know, in terms of wealth, I mean, you look at what the the market has done, you know, the last few years. And what it has done, uh, from my perspective, is just compiled the issue that people or the concern that people had before about passing on all this wealth to their children. And so, you know, they had they had a concern before the run up in the market. And so with the amount of money that's scheduled to be passed on to family members over the next several years, um, it does have parents concerned, especially given the recent run-up. Um, you know, they're concerned, you know, is, uh, are they receiving too much? Will that re- neutralize the child's desire to work? Hmm. Um, and they want them to be productive in society. So, you know, I have worked with families that, uh, you know, trusts have been passed on from their great-great-grandfather and it's really probably the first generation of wealth in America. 
And, you know, you see the effects of trusts as, the, you know, the effects on family members as they've been passed on several generations later. Um, so that concern is very, I would say that's very valid and yeah. very real. Um, but I'm having more and more discussions with uh, both attorneys and with family members about lifetime trusts and keeping funds in trusts for a more lengthy period of time um, compared to paying funds out uh, to children in their 20s and 30s when I first got in the industry. Right. Um, and that's just due to the amount of wealth that's been created, but also uh, for creditor protection um, and for divorce protection. So that's the main reason why people are leaving money in trust longer. Yeah, that's good. You know, I, I agree with that, too. I mean, there's we, we change you know, over over time. I'm a very different person now than when I was when I was 25. And, you know, I'll I'll, I'll be I'll be forty next year. Whoa. Next year. Oh, next you're, year. You're young yet. <laughs> I know. You're not know. even forty. I know. Um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> okay. And so well, laugh all you want. Here's. I'm just kidding. But should it, a guy it, like Aaron different. have a trust? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Should have a I, trust, and just, you know, and I agree with that. You push it out further because you know you then then you can build that generational wealth that can go on past your kids. Can I play devil's advocate? Because I hear this all the time, Chris. Yes. I'm only 25. I'm single, no kids. Do I need a trust? Uh, you know, in that case, I would say it's maybe not necessary yet, but certainly a will um, and certainly something to say where should your item, you know, what do you have in terms of items and who do you want to right. inherit those? And, 20, and healthcare about, directives too. Healthcare. If you oh. Healthcare power of attorney. What you want to have happen. Healthcare power of attorney is a good one. HIPAA authorization for a child that's going to college is... Also important. Did that yeah, with my daughter Whitewater. They're 18. They're no longer. You can't have access to her records. Right. But right. she's my daughter. Yeah, she's an adult. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I think they were even more lax on that when I was in college because I, I don't know my parents had, you know, they, they were able to, to you know, get information when I was there. But yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, the biggest, uh, uh, especially for Aaron and somebody that, somebody that's 25 with children, biggest concern there is naming a guardian for that child. Sure. Should something so you may say parents. I'm young. I'm 25. I don't need that. But if you've got kids and you've got a spouse, you right. should definitely have a trust. Right? Do you want the state to decide at, who raises your kids? At no. least, uh, at least a will to name your guardian. At the very least, you're saying a will. A will but to name the guardian. The best case scenario is a trust. Trust yeah. costs a little bit more than a will to set up. Right? Trust do cost more. Um, you know, and it does depend on the situation. So, uh, you know, you could get by. You can get by with a will for you know a period of time. Um, and then it just depends on the circumstances on whether the trust comes in. It's tragic. But if you follow the news, you know all too well, horrible things happen to good people every day. Car accidents, uh, cancer, you you die when you don't expect it in life. Kobe Bryant. Kobe, yep. B- Bingo. Kobe, yeah. Let's say that happens to but somebody else that doesn't have the wealth of Kobe, right? Right. Well, even probably more importantly that he would have it set up. But nonetheless, uh, do you want... A court picking out who's going to be yeah, watching right. your two kids, your right. three kids, your four kids? No. You can specify who the guardian sh- will be, correct? Right, right. Um, you know, I've had a case recently where, um, you know, the, the marriage is uh, a little bit rocky and the dad is uh, 40 and they've got young children. And, you know, he's wor- he's concerned about, um, you know, the the outlook for him doesn't look good. Um, and so he was looking for someone to oversee things because he's not so sure that his uh, wife wouldn't go through the funds quickly. You know, we mm-hmm. talk about Kobe. I know the prince, when Prince passed away, it was a mess. Still had, is. It still is. Yeah. He had nothing. Yeah. And who's the other one? The um, famous singer. Uh, 
from Detroit. I'll look it up on break. Passed away. Kid she, Rock? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, and yeah. she, but she had nothing. Oh, uh, was it Aretha Franklin? I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're Is right. Is that it? And yeah. nothing, yeah. nothing set up. With all this money and all the wealth, I wonder how Kobe, if he did have it set up properly. Yeah, I well, mean, it's kind of too soon to talk about it that. It is, They yeah. just finished a funeral. But it's sad, tragic things happen in life. They just do. Right. I mean, he left this world way too early, right? 42, right. I think it was. Right. Very tragic, but those things happen, so you got to be prepared. That was a very good, sexy segment. Yeah. Thank you. Joining us, very by the good. way, Chris Barron's with Horicon Bank. He's a corporate trustee, but his office is in Pewaukee. I want to give out now the Kowal Investment Group info to contact you, Aaron. Yes. Real easy. Thekowalway.com is a website, or they can pick up the phone. Right. 262 522 4040-262-522-4040. Also, Facebook, uh, Twitter, at Kowal, K-O-W-A-L underscore invest, uh, and LinkedIn and uh, Facebook as well. 262-522-4040 or the Kowal way to reach the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist here in WISN and WIBA. We'll be right back. Cannot. Uh, so if you're playing Queen music, you got to play Fat Bottom Girls, right? Absolutely. It's just mandatory. And we thank our guest, Chris Barons from Horicon Bank, a corporate trustee. Before we run out of time, Chris, your office is in Pewaukee. Let's give out that phone number again. 262-808-2678. Any final comments, Aaron, about what we talked about today and advice for our listeners on wills, trusts? Yeah, you know, we were we were talking a little bit on uh, you know the break that there's just so much that can go wrong. So and and. So, um, you know, so I just wanted to thank Chris uh, for coming. If you have any other last-minute pearls of, of wisdom to, to dole out here. Yeah, I would say just a you know, general reminder to everyone to take a hard look at their documents. Um, take a look at who they've named in their documents. Make sure that they're, one, available to do the tasks that you're asking them to do, um, that they're capable and that they're nearby. Um, because a lot of this is, a lot of what we do is hands-on, um, especially as we work with the elderly. Yeah, because there's there's a lot of uh, you know, elder abuse has certainly been on the rise uh, lately, and, and so it, it certainly is important um, to to make sure that this stuff's taken care of, so that mom and dad you know aren't taken advantage of, or that you're not taken advantage of as as um, a more seasoned individual. Seasoned individuals. I, I never heard you explain it like that. <laughs> Old. Well, you're Russia saying. seasoned citizens, right? That's, that's right. Uh, that's what he does say. Yeah. Seasoned individuals. I like that. Hey, we had a good show today with a lot of good questions from our listeners. Thank you. If you want to follow up off the air, the Coal Investment Group, just call them 262 522 4040. Facebook, LinkedIn, that Twitter handle again at Coal underscore invest. And you put stuff out there. Oh, yeah, all the time. Thekowalway.com has a good uh, amount of information as well. Check out the website. 262-808-2678 is your number, Chris, right? Correct. Uh, Chris Barons with Horicon Bank. Thank you for your time, and have a good weekend, Chris. Thanks, Paul. You too. Aaron, have a great weekend. Hey, you too. It's great seeing you. Yeah, great having you back on the Retirement Clinic on WISN Milwaukee and WIBA in Madison.